Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18 to 19. Can you stand as we read God's word? Proverbs 18, Proverbs 30, verse 18 to 19. Proverbs 30, verse 18. Were you blessed by that choir ministration this morning? Just, you guys, will you guys take us to heaven? Noble countdown. We are here. You are there. We are trying to catch up with you. You have gone. I love you, son. Proverbs 30, verse 18 and 19. There be three things which are too pele for me. The word wonderful is the word pele. So when you see Abbe the Pele, Abbe the Wonder, that's what they called him. It's from the Bible. Abbe the Wonderful. There, there, are two, there are three things that are too pele for me. They are wonderful. It now says, yeah, four. That means the fourth one, which I have no idea about that guy. The fourth one. Let's go to the next verse. One, the way of the eagle in the air, the way of the serpent on the rock, the way of the sheep in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a woman. That's the fourth one. So these three things are pele for me, but the fourth one, I'm out. I have no idea. It's not Peleo. Stop it. <laughs> the fourth one is like Peleo. That's the one in said. That fourth one is a Peleo. I'm not the, I can't. That means this one. I have no idea what I am saying. This man was a man of wisdom. Today I want to share with you Reloaded. I've done it some time ago, but should have got said it in my heart. Solomon's bewilderment. Solomon's bewilderment. Solomon's bewilderment. That means. Solomon in the mud. That means the wisdom of Solomon. You know, reach this one. I want to show you how the, the, the end of Solomon's wisdom is the beginning of yours. Tell your neighbor, greater than Solomon is here. Hey, God. Tell a greater than Solomon is here. Say it again. Say, a greater than Solomon is here. No, Solomon had a thousand women in his life. You think it is greatness to have a thousand. You think it's wisdom to be able to handle a thousand women. It's actually wisdom to be able to stay with one woman. It's more wisdom to love one woman a thousand ways. Tell your neighbor, greater than Solomon is here. Father, thank you for your word. Pray in the spirit for 20 seconds. <laughs> Pray for me. <laughs> I'm tired. Shika bahata. Skipi rosko de vihanamas. Jatopo vehendis. Ukudovi. La berosis. Rendu kuviki hidebegetes. Edoroski. Brasko dovi. Itoboski daba. Raske bede, et shide bede ski, balakandi o sufi, berezuzu vidia lakadeshkova, malekonzi vihidia dabosko. My God, in Jesus' matchless name, Father, thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, send the kind of unction that makes teaching and preaching simple. Strengthen this preacher this morning. Give your people understanding as you give me utterance. Open the heavens of this house. Let it remain open because we know it is open. 
and let angels ascend and descend. Let them be mighty gifts of the Spirit at work in the name of Jesus. When we walk out of the door, let our lives not be the same again. We have been changed by your word. In Jesus' precious name, I have prayed and everybody said amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Are you ready for God's word? Tell a neighbor, don't distract me. Good to see you. Finally. Let me start by saying the venue doesn't always define the gathering. It is the message that defines the gathering. The venue does not define the gathering. It is the message that defines the gathering. One more time. The venue doesn't define the gathering. It is the message that defines the gathering. So you can be going to a religious gathering, popularly called a church, Sunday and Wednesdays, and you may not be going to church. Did you hear what I said? You may be going to a, I don't want to use the word, um, um, there's a word that came to mind, unless anybody thinks that I'm trying to shoot short. Um, you can be going to a building. You may be going. You may be, <laughs> yeah, you may be going to a structure that looks like. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, please. Don't. So you can be there's Jesus there. No, they, you can be going to a structure every Sunday morning that has the cross on it without them talking about the cross in it. Oh my God, that's good stuff. They can be cross on the structure, and they're not being. There's no and the person even wears a big cross too, but there's no teaching of the cross in it. So if the building doesn't determine the gathering, it is the message that determines the kind of gathering that you are in. The Bible says in, in Genesis 49 verse 10, says, Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. So it is the message that is being preached that determines whether you are in church. So you can go to um, Antiame's house, which is the longest uh, productive G-Center ever from the inception of this church. And you are having G-Center there. And in your mind. Did you go to church? No. We just went to Auntie Ame's house. No, 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 no. What you actually had, you had church there. You had church there because in the New Testament, the early days church didn't meet in buildings like this. They met in small, small homes. The church in, in Edom's house, the church in this house. The, that's what you find in scripture. So what makes it a church is not the building, it's the message that makes it a church. So the building doesn't determine the gathering. The message determines the gathering. So this is a church hall. But you can come in here one day and you're having birthday ceremony. So the building doesn't determine the gathering. It is the message that determines, are you listening to me, that determines the gathering. So the first time you find church in scripture is in Matthew chapter 16 from verse 16 to 18. So let's determine how, what makes a church a church. So you know whether you went to church or not. Am I helping you? So you know whether you went to church or not. Matthew chapter 16 verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. Not a Christ. Thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. But my father, which is in what? In next verse. I say unto thee. Next verse. It says, thou art Peter, and, up, and, up, and upon this rock. Now means upon this revelation. What did Peter say? Thou art the Christ. 
the son of the living God. Jesus now says to him, upon this revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So what makes it a church is that the teaching in the church is about his death, his burial, his resurrection. That means what makes it a church is that the menu is Christ. The appetizer is Christ. The dessert is Christ. If it's a restaurant, what makes it the church is that the feeding is Christ. So if you go to a place where they just give you four keys to live after COVID, you went for a business seminar. You see, you didn't go to church that Sunday morning. So there are many gatherings this morning, but the gathering is not unto him. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He was not talking to the heart of an unbeliever. Because we use it for evangelism. Jesus is at your door. Knock. No, 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 no. He, this is the angel of the church. This is a message to the angel of the church. That Jesus is at the door of the church. to so say, hey, let me in. You say it's my birthday, but I'm not inside. I am the celebrant, but I'm outside. It is the wedding, but the bride is not there. You're having a party without me. And you want to celebrate me without me. Behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking to come into the church. So what makes it a church, Revelation 3.20, is that the menu, the discussion, is about Christ. What is being taught? Is it, so when you go to a church and you don't hear Christ, my people of God, you went to a business seminar. You went to a relationship something. You went to Nigeria Economic Summit, but you didn't go to church. What makes it a church is that it's not the building. It's that the message is centered about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's how you know that I went to church. Why? His death, his burial, and resurrection. Are you with me this Sunday morning? You see... So when you say I'm going to church and because I want to know God, it's very important that you know that the God that you want to know is Christ. I'm going to say that again. When you say I'm going to church because I want to work out, I want to work on my relationship. Because I hear it all the time. No, people, no. After I just decided that this year I won't be sitting at home again. I need to be going to church. I want to. I want to. I want to work on my relationship with God. I want you to know that that God you want to walk on, that relationship with, is Christ. Because anything can be God to anybody. But any attempt to know God outside of Christ, you will enter bush. So the only way to know God is where? In Christ. That's the only way to know God. God can only be known in Christ. John 14, you believe in God, believe also in me. John 14 verse 1. Did you see, did you see that? John 14, 1, he says, you believe in God, though. Hey, but hello, believe also. That means that God that you want to believe in is me. So any attempt to believe in God outside of Christ, you're going to believe in a demon. You're going to believe in something else. Because no God, no Jesus, no Christ. No Jesus, no Christ. You hear what I said? N-O Jesus, N-O God. K-N-O Jesus, K-N-O-W Jesus, K-N-O-W God. Run away, Jesus. Run away, God. Come back, Jesus, because Jesus is God. Jesus is not the younger version of God. Jesus is the very God 
of very God. Are you listening to me this morning? So any attempt to know God outside of Christ, you have entered one chance. If you check even in the New Testament, in the early church, all they talked about was Christ. It's when we now enter this civilization that we now enter church on Sunday morning and the message is something else. We don't determine what the Bible should say to us. The Bible determines what the church should preach. The Bible cannot mean to you today what it did not mean to his original audience. We have a template in scripture. What did they teach after Jesus died? What was their message after Jesus died? Is what we now take after even now that we, as we're gathered together. So we don't come and create a new curriculum to suit this dispensation. No. The word of God is new. It's fresh every morning. It's good for every dispensation. Applicable for every situation. Jesus is one size fits all. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Stay with me this morning. Are you, are you getting me? So the message should always be Jesus. So it doesn't matter if I'm in church or not in church. What did you hear last week? Being led by the Spirit of God is Christ-centered. It cannot be something else that is not Christ. Acts chapter 5 verse 42. Let's, let's go to Bible study. One, two, three, go. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to what? Oh, come on, come on. They cease not to what? They taught Jesus and they preached Jesus Christ. The preaching of the gospel is different from the teaching of the gospel. The gospel is preached to the unbeliever. That same gospel is taught to the believer. Are you seeing that? Preaching is not shouting and teaching is small, small. No, 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 no. Pre There are two things. Our first is an equipping. Our first is all your sins are forgiven. That's preaching. Equipping is teaching that message. Reminding you of what you heard. So, see the guy preaching, they shout, no, 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 no. That's not what preach. He's teaching. They continued, not, they didn't cease to what? Teach and preach Jesus Christ. The, Acts chapter 5 verse 8. Acts chapter 5 verse 8. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and what? No, you must shout. And what? So what did they preach? Acts 9.20. Acts chapter 9 verse 20. And straightway he preached what? So can you see the consistency of what they preach consistently? Christ. 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 Can you see that? In the book of Acts. They, con they consistently preached Christ. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 23. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 23. But we preach Christ. What? So, the, so let me explain. This, this one is good though. So Paul explained what Acts was saying. Prof came to say, let me explain what we preach Christ crucified. That means this Christ we are preaching is not the man of Galilee. It's not the man of Galilee. Not Jesus Christ. It's Christ Jesus. Not the one who walked on water. Not the one who healed the sick. But the one who died and was buried and resurrected. You see, when Peter was preaching in Acts, and Peter was telling them how God um, sent Jesus, who was born by a virgin, the Holy Ghost just stood there looking at Peter like, oh yeah, we'll get to the point. As soon as Peter said, and this man has guaranteed us remission of sins, the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell on them. Because what activates the move of the Spirit is the preaching of Christ. That Christ is what? His death. His hair and his resurrection. So if you're not hearing about Jesus... We preach Christ and him what? Come on. And him what? 1 Corinthians 2.5. Give it to me. 1 Corinthians 2.5. It says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of, of men, but in the 
What is the power of God? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Are you flowing with me this morning? Are you flowing with me this morning? Then I got scriptures for you. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5. Can we read together 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5? For we preach not ourselves. So we don't preach our dreams. We don't preach our encounters. So it was in 2014. I was in the Lord, with the Lord on the mountain. And when the heavens opened, I saw one angel with a sword. And he says to me, sword, sword, take the sword, put it in your mouth. And I chop the sword. No, 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 no. We don't preach ourselves, our encounters. We preach what? We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord. So what makes it a church is that the gathering, the menu, the content, the discussion, the focus is about Christ and him being crucified. That's the message. Do you get it now? So when you go to some, some places, Thanksgiving service, birthdays, and often I'm there all the time. Always there, all those Thanksgiving service, birthday ceremony. I sit back there, I'm like, wow, this is a good building, but it's not a church. It's so painful, yeah. It's so painful because the average believer doesn't know what church is. Called out, the ecclesia. That means there's something that makes us church. It is his message, of the message of Christ. That's what makes us church. I've been in certain meetings. There's no church. Oh, thank God for my, from, from home base. I think Bishop Ali has changed the whole taste board of church commission. Everybody is preaching Christ. Whole convention, Christ-centered. If you go there, and open, they'll be looking at you like this, like Logic Church. Everybody, I, I dare say, CGM has a future, bro. It, a short future because it is built on Christ. Many ministries will fade away. I'm not, it's not even a curse because the buildings will close down. Only church, it's only when church is preached that the Bible says the gates of hell cannot prevail. Are you listening to me? In that Matthew 16, it now says the gates of hell cannot prevail against this one that is talking about his death, his burial, his resurrection. He says, if anybody preach any other gospel than that, let him be accursed. Say it twice so he knows what he's saying. Are you getting me? And there are some group of people, I don't know, some group of comedians, sorry, believers, who say that um, uh, um, you just preach gospel. No, we, we talk about the kingdom. We are kingdom people. Have you, have you, have you, do you have such friends? We are kingdom. It's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. We don't do, we don't do sectors. You know, we don't even go to church. We are kingdom people. What color of uh, madness is that? What's the, what's, the, what's the situation that you are in? Banana brown. Okay, yeah. What's the, what's the problem of that? Have you, have you heard those kingdom people? We are kingdom people. We don't do, I don't do church. I do kingdom. I don't, I don't have to be in a church. I just have people that I pray with. There's something wrong with you. Fundamentally wrong with you. You have a pastor problem. You need a good pastor. You think you are sharp. No, that's, you're being dogged. Something is wrong with you. They enter into all those prophetic spirit groups. I, have a, I says, don't bend to prophesy. You can stand and say, thus is the Lord. Stop that nonsense. And only talking in nonsense. We'll not sit in a place and be groomed and taught the word of God. These are novice in office. Who just got saved maybe two, three years ago. Sit down and be taught properly. So they say kingdom. Let me show you something. Kingdom, Matthew chapter, Acts 28, 31. 
Acts 28, 31. Acts chapter 28, verse 31. Preaching the kingdom, this is where they come from. And it is understand. And the answer is in the scripture, but they can't see it. Preaching the kingdom of God, Kai, teaching those things which concern the logic. Eh? That means the, anything about kingdom is the things that concerns with all confidence, no man forbidding. So if you say you do kingdom, it's about Jesus. Mark chapter 1. Let me show you Mark chapter 1. Glory to God. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the king. Can you see this? Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Next verse. And saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Metan that means to preach the gospel is to, to preach is to preach kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? Believe the gospel. What is the gospel? So when you say you are doing gospel, but you know, I don't really and, if, and once you, you, you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, you'll be planted in the church. You are not so wonderful, auntie and uncle, that there's no church around you that can. Especially if you're in Lagos and you can hear me watching online. And no, no, that's, that's, not, that's not true. I mean, there's some situations though, but you need to be planted. And that's the message of the kingdom. Tell anyone I'm planted in Christ. Say it loud, I'm planted in Christ. So there's no mysteries here, people of God. The mystery has been revealed. Pastor Philip made an excellent job with that last week. Je- Jesus, Jesus is the, is the highest you know, just it's disturbing. Jesus is the highest. It's like somebody has taken you into their inner. Co- they've exposed everything to you. So the veil tore from top to bottom. Do you know what that means? Signifying that God zipped down and brought us into the privacy. That's the only, so he has brought you there. Now you are saying, show me your hand. No, you have seen his inner. You don't see him finish. Oh. When Jesus showed up, we see God finish. Oh. Are you listening to me? He has shown you, I entered the Holy Wait, How did you leave? Every day you are entering. Who, who carry you? Come out, Uber. Taxify. You are in the Holy of Holies. We're not trying to enter. We stay there. I hope you know what the Bible says. Um, to come before the Lord boldly to obtain. Hebrews. I hope you know we don't keep coming every morning. We come once at salvation. Yeah. Not every morning say, Father, we come before you boldly to obtain. No, we came once at salvation. So we stay to obtain. So we stay... Can you imagine that scripture also on believers? That means if you want to be saved, come and be saved boldly. <laughs> Leave it. That means don't come and be saved, Pastor. Don't come and be saved scaringly. Come and be saved boldly. So when now that you are saved boldly, how should you stay? Boldly. 
So he now says we have boldness on the day of judgment. If you have boldness on the day of judgment, why shouldn't you have boldness on a regular day? That's the message of the gospel of God's grace. It, you know, religion puts your, religion puts your focus on the Old Testament glory that is fading away. That's what religion does. It will not just make you admire Old Testament. You'll be thinking of Old Testament prophets. God spoke to me this morning. Stop asking for powers of old. Ask for powers in Christ. Not powers of old. Powers in Christ. So religion puts you in a place where you're just thinking of... Mm, Ah, Father, for those days of David. Oh, my God of David. David is praying to be like you. Elijah is praying to be like you. If Moses comes now, we go to LFC. The things he wrote, he cannot even... He will learn metanoia. Because he was not born again. And the things of the spirit cannot be downloaded to a man that is not born again. It takes spirit to decode spirit. So he wrote, but did not exactly know what he was writing about. But you, with all the Holy Ghost inside of you, with all the blood, you want to go back. Yeah, I, when Spirit goes up, I want to dance like David does. David is trying to dance your dance. One even told me, make me one of the angels, Lord. In the prayer meeting, I quickly tap and say, sister, you talk to us. Stop, stop. Stop. So I can lift it. <laughs> no Matthew three seventeen, Jesus' baptism. Bible says the, the heavens cracked open. Said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased." Full stop. Matthew seventeen verse five. Let's see. And while he yet spake, behold, a, a cloud overshadowed them, and behold, the voice out of the cloud, which is, "This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased." Hear ye him. The first one was just, this is my beloved son, divine announcement. Second one is divine endorsement. That means this one that is my son, don't listen to Elijah. Don't listen to Moses. Listen to Jesus. Listen to only him. Listen to Jesus. Can you see that? Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. But we, we just want that power. Religion makes you desire Old Testament and your encounters. The gospel opens your eyes to see Jesus. The realities in Christ and the blessedness of the new covenant. You'll not be looking for Old Testament. I'm not trying to levitate like Philip or like one of those people, like at Father, the way Elijah ran. No, no, no. Oh, Elijah mantle. No, no. I don't want Elijah man to have Jesus. That's good enough for me. So I'm not desiring the old, I have the new. First Peter 1, verse 12. Let me show you something. King James Version. See, it says, To whom it was revealed. That means it was revealed to them. These guys would. When they look at us from heaven, they feel cheated. Yeah. That's the best way to explain. When they look at us from heaven, they say, oh, wow. Why, why didn't I come in this time? That's what they were longing for. That's what they waited for has come to us. See what the Lord has done. That's what they are singing about us. The things that they longed for is what we are walking in. He says now, Unto whom it was revealed, and that not unto themselves, but unto us did they minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Nenka, watch this. It says, the things that angels. That means when we are talking, this is the university of angels. Every believer, a professor. 
The University of Angels, every believer, a professor. That means they are, they are wondering. See what Philip is See what Pastor Larry Ah, did you see Vanessa when she was praying this morning? She was just talking things like, ah, Omo. You know, angels can sing more than human beings. That's what you think. But they can't sing about redemption. Hey, they're not fit. They can't sing all that blood. So when you start singing it, it's back Sam. They start looking at you. See what Mark Sam they sing. Jesus did not die for them. They don't have that experience. I hope you know angels can pray in tongues. They don't have the spirit of God. They are messengers. They, they hack into the word of the Lord. When you speak, they begin to move. He said, give me a message. Give me a message on this scripture. He says, they clamor to know who and when. That means what they wrote about, they're wondering, who are these people that the Holy Ghost is going to stay inside of them? When are they going to show up? Which generation is this? All they were told was they were serving you. I'm preaching good. And you who by orders from heaven have now heard it yourselves. Watch this. Through the Holy Spirit, the message of those who prof of those prophecies fulfilled. Watch this. Do you realize how fortunate you are? Angels would have given anything to be in on this. Let me explain. The angels who stand before God, who cry holy, 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 they will give anything to become you, Titi. Do you see that? The angels who cry holy before God, they will give anything to become you. Because what you have, they can never have. Servants cannot be sons. They know that these are sons. Not just sons, the beloved sons. But yet we sit down, Father, oh, Father, do it. And we say some, some of those crazy stuff. Father, like the mantle of a lie. Mantle of a lie what? A lie what? When Jesus even speaking, says none in the Old Testament is as great as John the Baptist. He didn't mention Elijah. He not even follow. He didn't say none in the, in the Old Testament is as great as these. He said John the Baptist only. John the Baptist did not heal any sick. I need you to be aware. No. If you had cold and you went to John the Baptist, you are going to move to malaria. Just understand. Yeah. If, yeah. if you have cough and you go to John the Baptist church, it will now become typhoid. He did not heal any sick. He did not raise any dead. Yet, Jesus said, none in the Old Testament is as great as John the Baptist. Why? It was John who said, now behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So your greatness in the kingdom is premised on your revelation of Jesus. Not the fire you can call from heaven like Elijah. But he now says something really powerful. He says, the least in the kingdom is better than John the Baptist. We don't know who we are. The least in the kingdom is better than John the Baptist. John did the pointing. We have the having. 
That's what you shout. Somebody shout, glory! So John pointed the lamb. We have the lamb. We're not trying to point. No, no, no. I have the lamb. I carry the lamb. I'm in the lamb. The lamb is in me. I'm as pure as the lamb. I lamb. And that's why we lambano. So I will lambano. Lamb, well done. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. I sat with Bishop Mike on the flight to Benin and back. And we just kept sharing the gospel of God's grace. And I saw a man who will live so long, some more time. Because I'm telling you the truth, it's scarce. And we're sharing scriptures, you'll be excited. The only way he jumps on his seat, everybody in that business class, they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be fine. They, all of them call out. Because it was such a short trip. But it was just the lamb, opening the lamb, talking about the lamb, seeing the lamb. It brings you to life. It makes you fulfilled. Once the gospel gets a grip on you, listen to me, this is very good. Once the gospel gets a grip on you, nothing else can get a grip on you. Mm-mm-mm. Nothing else can get a grip on you. No, nothing else can get a grip on you. It brings the satisfaction that is not. But if the gospel has not had a grip on you, something else will have a grip on you. Mammon. So we spoke. There's very high level gist. I can give you. A... Well, a lot of people who struggle with teaching this gospel as pastors is money. You can't serve God and mammon. Not God and devil. The competition we believe us is not devil. Dough. Bread. That devil has been defeated. Now bread. Why don't you come to midweek service? Bread. Bread, which is not the bread of life. Malachi. Dough. That's why you don't come to church. Why do you come late on Sunday? Dough, you had a meeting. You always have something around. On Sunday morning, something is competing with the place of God in your heart. It is never the devil. It's dough. Once that gospel gets a grip on you, nothing else matters to you. Nothing else matters. I now understand when Paul says, I count all things as done for the excellency. Let's, let's, let's try and close. Let's try and close. So I thought, so I thought that if, if Elijah failed at revealing Christ, if Moses messed up, at revealing Christ and all the prophets. What of this guy called Solo? Solo was the wisest man. You know Solomon B? was a badding guy. This man, the Bible says in Gibeon in 1 Kings chapter 3, I believe so, 23, that God appeared to Solomon, keep the scripture there, and said, what do you want? He said, give me understanding. Give me wisdom. And God says, beyond understanding and wisdom, I will give you wealth. And riches. After God did that to Solomon, his first test of wisdom is what we see here. Because truly, Rachuk's Christ is the wisdom of God. No, you didn't hear what I said. Christ eh, is the wisdom of God. So if you want God's wisdom on an issue, bring Christ. I don't know how to explain it. Christ is the wisdom of God. This is the first test for Solomon. You know the story? Oh, I'll show you. And the king said, the one said, this is my son. Two women had, you know, they had children. 
One slept on one and killed the child. And in the night, swapped the child. That's what happened to some of your business. It was when you were sleeping that there was a swap. So she woke up in the morning and said, ah, this is not my baby. That's how you woke up and said, ah, this is not my account. Or is you only me that went to Unilag and just go to say, ah, this is not my score. <laughs> See, ah, this is not my resort now. They gave me, ah, I'm in good company. So they gave me D. Sister, you wrote D. <laughs> so she woke up with me and said, This is not my baby. And the other woman has already not seen her baby. That's a problem with lukewarmness. Somebody else will be nursing your stuff. Could it be possible that somebody else is sitting on your job decks right now? Someone else is with your significant other. That one hurts, yeah. So the bride case to Solomon. Solomon is my child. It's not my child. It's 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 The first test of the wisdom of God on Solomon's life. As soon as they brought the sword, they said, yeah, I'm going to divide this baby into two. You have one, and then you have one. The woman who was not her child said, yes. The devil always wants to divide your portion. He knows he can't kill you, but if he can just divide yours, he'll be fine. That's how Solomon knew that, hey... This is not the mother and give the child to the mother. What is the sword of God's word? Ephesians. Now taking out the sword of God, which is the word of God. So anytime there's a contention for your portion, what do you do? You bring the word of God. It is written, no weapon fashioned against me will be able to prosper. It is written, the lines are falling unto me on pleasant places. I have a godly heritage. It is written concerning me that I work in the high places of life. It is written concerning me that a thousand will fall at my side, ten thousand at my right, and it will not come nigh me. It is written, every voice of accusation constantly throwing at me and my job and what concerns me today, I silence the accusation and I bring them to condemnation. According so once there is a contention for your portion, what do you you bring the word of God? It's not time to tweet back, baby. It's not time to give a clap back, it's time to get on your knees and bring the word of God in your mouth and then walk around the length and breadth of your house and go to your office and say, In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare no weapon fashioned against me will be able to prosper. It is said concerning me, behold, I prosper, I'm in good health. Even as my soul prosper, everything I lay hands upon, I finish strong. I have to finish as anointed. And when you're out of war, you can go to, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the redeemed of the Lord. All my sins are forgiven. I'm passionately loved by God, powerfully helped by God, kept and protected by God. I enjoy angelic assistance. I am irrevocably blessed, eternally forgiven. 
I am the healed of the Lord. I enjoy divine health. I have the favor and the wisdom of God. I am fruitful. I flourish. I, I, you know, nothing is against me. Nothing dies in my hands. I am never stranded. All things are working together for God loves me more. Then you shall cry again. Tell your neighbor, draw your sword. <coughs> one more time, draw your sword. Scream one more time, bring your sword. So bring your sword. Take the sword of God's word. I have full blown, full blast. Every portion is mine. Every portion is mine. Hi! It's not a time to sit back and relax. Say, Kesera, Sarah, what's gonna be? It's gonna be. What's gonna be? It's not gonna be until you make it be, baby. Behold, I give unto you power. So the power is not in the hands of God anymore. It is in your mouth. For life and death are in the power of your tongue. My business will not die like this. This will take me out of business. Evelyn, this is not the end of your business. This will knock you out of business. People like me make it in life. I soar. I spread my wings and fly. I look for my past. I look into the future. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. That's what the Bible says. The path of the just is shining brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. I can never have a better yesterday. I go from glory to glory by the strength of God. Open up your mouth. So Solomon there, he didn't know what he was doing. He was just teaching us as New Testament believers that every time somebody wants to take your baby, your stuff, your business, bring the sword. Bring the sword. Bring the sword. Someone trying to do something stupid with mirrors and I say, hey, I'm not a guy. In beginning, I say, I'm not a guy. I say, hey, dude, I'm not a guy. I know this land belongs to, I'm not a guy. Don't do this. Don't, you won't see me. I won't even go to court here. I'll go to court somewhere else. Don't, don't do that. I'm not a guy. Don't, not a guy. I will dedicate some time to you. I will devote some time to you and just save you. I don't, I'm not a guy. He's called to say, no, no, no. It's, it's just, no, no, no. Size. I said, okay, whoever gave you advice is wise. I was going to give you Monday and Tuesday. Just keep speaking the word. For we wrestle. But not against flesh and blood. This is not where we fight. It's a place we fight from. When we're done fighting your ground, you'll just be slipping, you'll be falling. Anyhow, anyhow, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. When my enemies and my foes come to, they stumble. So this is how Solomon's wisdom was tested the first time. 
Solomon was such a great guy. Where do you think all the women came from? <laughs> Get out somewhere else. Second Chronicles 9, 3 to 4. I need to rush. Second Chronicles 9, 3 to 4. Glory to God. Glory to God. And when the Queen of Sheba, have you heard of Queen of Sheba? When she came to visit Solomon? You think Solomon toasted her? Solomon didn't toast her now. As she comes, she collects. There was no toasting. No, let's see Bible. And when the Queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom, you know you hear wisdom. She saw the wisdom. She beheld the wisdom. <laughs> they used to know the play. She beheld the wisdom and the house that he had built. Next verse. And the meat on his table. That means the way they said the meat, eh? Shaki Konde, roundabout, this Konde. So they are not mixed together. They, they are saying, hey, God. Hey. And the sitting of his, that means the way the servant says, sit down. Ma, are you calling me? No. This is where I teach our church from. Excellence. The attendance of his ministers and their apparel, that means which his servants wear. Shock the queen. <laughs> his cup bearer also, and their apparel, and his ascent by which he went up into the, that means the way he entered the house. No, madam, are you calling me? I recover. <laughs> that means you're calling Then they, they, they call you walk one way like that. Yeah? Queen said, Wow. I said, They don't. That's, there was no more spirit in her. <laughs> Die well. She levitates up straight. She dropped the spirit. Ah, first. <laughs> kings. First Kings. Let me show you first Kings. Solo. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built, next verse, and the meat on the table, the sitting of his servant, the same thing, the attendance of his ministers, the apparel, the copyrights, the ascent of by which he went into the house, there was no more. Two books gave us this, this account. You know, sometimes if Chronicle says it, kings will change it. No, it was accurate, the same. Verbatim. And his queen, that's how she couldn't go back. Because you need spirit to go back. There was no spirit. You know, Grace? There was no spirit. She go. Base, she was gone. Solomon gets to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs 30. And says, in all my wisdom, there are three things that are pele for me. That means there are three things that I, I couldn't handle. The fourth one, I had no clue about. Can we interrogate this? I had no clue about that. The first one is the eagle in the sky. Psalms 103, verse 1 to 5. Psalms 103. So Solomon said this, the way the eagle moves in the sky. What was Solomon talking about? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Forget and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Next verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefit. Next verse. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Next verse. Who redeemed thy life from destruction. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed. 
like the eagles. So Solomon saw a generation who had strength like an eagle. He's saying, I'm seeing some people who are able to beat the storms beneath their wings. Who don't know how to faint easily. For Isaiah says, they that wait upon the Lord. Isaiah 40 shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as ego. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk. And so Solomon was seeing Jesus and the New Testament church. That there is a generation coming that they know how to manage the wind. They know how to beat the wind beneath their wings. He was talking about the divine nature of the man in Christ. But he was not born again so he couldn't unravel it. Ezekiel 1 verse 10. Talk to you about the divine bed. But they that which, Ezekiel 1 verse 10. And for the likeness of his faces, and four had the face of a man, the face of a lion, on the right side, and the four had the face of the ox, and left, and the four, and four has had the face of an eagle. It's talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Mark shows God as the, as, as the king. Mark shows him as a serving savior, the ox. Luke shows him as humanity, for Luke was a doctor. Formal and informal education. That is the face of the man. Then John shows us as God has divined the ego. So the four pillars are in this scripture. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The revelation of Jesus. So the ego Solomon saw in the sky was Jesus and the New Testament believer. Who knows how to overcome the storms. But he says, this guy, I don't understand how he's doing it. And I am sure... Because you can't tell me that in the days of Solomon, they didn't have eagles. Of course they did. So what he was seeing was a particular movement in the sky that was different. That the way this eagle is in the sky. Psalm 68. The way this eagle is in the sky. I, I can't understand. He, he, he had 60... Sing unto the Lord, sing praises unto his name, exhort him. He that rideth upon the heavens by his name Jah and rejoice before him. So Solomon was saying the divine bird, the nature of God in Christ as an ego. This person I am seeing coming, this is not regular ego. And God said to me, the strength of this ego in the life of the believer, the strength of Christ, is what is revealed in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. Let's put it up there. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. Glory to God. It says, for whatsoever is born of God. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. Tell them I beat the storms beneath the wings. Some of you, 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 you've met some life storms and you're, you're beginning to chicken out. God, God was going to tell you the ego lives inside of you. That ego that, Sol that Solomon saw lives inside of you. It was an illustration that Jesus lives inside of you. And if Jesus lives inside of you, you, are, you have the, the ability to beat the storms beneath your wings. Tell anybody, bring the storms beneath my wings. Say it again, I beat the storms beneath my wings. I spread my wings and fly. Come on, I spread my wings and fly. It is said that the ego even flies better when there is a storm because he just takes advantage of the storm and goes higher. I don't know who you are. God wants me to tell you, the greater the storm, the higher you will fly. That was not for you. It was for your neighbor. The greater the storm, the higher you would fly. I said the greater the storm, the higher you will fly. 
you get to a point where they will tell you they will tell people don't give her storms if you give her storms she just flies above it because the ego lives inside of you they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they will man up with wings as eagle for this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith i prophesy no matter the storms that come with fuel scarcity will fail increasement god wants me to tell you about a bit the storms beneath your wings you will soar and fly and there is nothing the devil can do if this is your word shout amen somebody sit 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 the next thing he says i need to rush he says the way of the serpent on a rock solomon is seeing things that he cannot interpret he says the eagle in the sky he now says, I see something like this. He says, the way of a serpent on a rock. The way of a serpent on the... So the ego means the strength of the spirit to beat the storms beneath your wings as the believer. For the ego now lives inside of us. He is Christ, the one who rules above the heavens by the name Jah. But he says, I see a serpent on the rock. What is this serpent on the rock? John chapter 3, verse 14. He says, as Moses lifted up the serpent... In the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? So what is the serpent upon the rock? It is your sin on the cross. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh, oh God. It is your sin on the cross. That's what he saw. That's why Solomon is saying this one is beyond my understanding. The greater than Solomon is here. See, this one, there are four things that is to the serpent on the cross. John chapter 12, John chapter 12, it says, And if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all judgment to me. It's not a praise and worship song. It's talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. You know, don't lift Jesus higher. Let's lift him up. Where are you lifting him up to? Where he does not belong? Where he's not already at? The next verse says, This he said, signifying the death he should die. So when Solomon saw the serpent on the rock, what was he saying? Jesus on the cross. Your sin on the cross. For he made him to be seen who knew no sin, that who might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can you see us decoding what confused Solomon? Because you have the revelation generation. Solomon's wisdom, when he stops, that's when yours starts. Because you have the spirit of God. He didn't know what he was talking about. Can you see that? I need to rush. He now says the way of the sheep in the sea. The way, are, are you getting blessed? Yes, sir. The way of the sheep in the sea. Who, who, that's what this, the way of the eagle in the air. We dealt with that. The way of the serpent on the rock. The way of the sheep. Are you see that? In the midst of the sea. John chapter 6 verse 19. John chapter 6 verse 9. And so when they had rowed about 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs, they see Jesus walking. <laughs> they see Jesus walking. Because he cannot be sheep in the sea because he had sheep in the sea when he was king. So he was saying that there's a way I'm seeing this vessel. On the water moving. <laughs> you know, you don't get this from books. You get this when you study. The way of the ship in the sea that I see. 
and we saw Jesus walking on the sea. Mark 6, 49 to 50. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was it has been a spirit and cried out. Next verse. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not. So Solomon saw Jesus walking on water. He says the way of the sheep. And when the sheep docks on the ground, it comes with blessings. I'm just saying the sheep he saw walking on the sea has docked and is yet to oof, and is yet to release. Oh my God. Let me second service we get it. The sheep you see walking on the sea is Jesus that docked on the cross and unveiled and released the blessings of God on another level. I don't know whose word is this. Get ready. The sheep just docked. Oh my God. They docked. When it died, buried, resurrected, that sheep walking on the sea came unto land. That sheep walking on the sea came to land and when he lands he comes with blessings goodness mercies this is why i can say to you yes indeed it won't be long now god's decree things are going to happen so fast your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other you won't be able to keep up and everywhere you look it will be blessings blessings pouring up like wine pouring up like wine from because the sheep on the sea ducks on the land is this too heavy for, for, for you this morning sit 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 we're just talking these are the three things that he says are too pele for him he now goes and says the fourth one ah I cannot. The fourth one is the way of a man with a lady. You will be mistaken to think that he was talking about a man and a wife. This man had 1,000 women in his life. So he understood the way of a man with women. A thousand. You better. He had an understanding. And they didn't kill him. They didn't gather to poison him. No. You. <laughs> what was Solomon saying? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and they too shall become the way of a man with his babe he was seeing Christ and the church we use the scripture a lot for wedding ceremony and it's not bad but the scripture was not originally for man and woman but it becomes a template for marriage. But in the original context, he was speaking about Christ and the church. Read it carefully. It says, for this cause shall a man leave his father. It's not a New Testament scripture. It was quoting Genesis. And shall be joined to his wife. Give me the next verse. This is a great mystery, Solomon. But I'm... But I'm speaking concerning Christ. And the church. So what Solomon saw was Christ 
That was a mystery to him. The way of this man with his babe is that there's a union coming between Christ and the church. This one, I can't understand it. Because it was not given unto him to know the mysteries. But the mystery has been revealed. Colossians chapter 1 verse 25 and 26. <laughs> Even the mystery which has been hid from Solomon. From ages and from generations. Oh, I'm preaching good. I didn't know my tired body can do this well. But now he's made manifest to his saints. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is... So please stop praying for the wisdom of Solomon. You have a better wisdom. You're wiser than Solomon. So what Solomon could not decode, we explained it to scriptures. The fourth one, I cannot, Solomon's bewilderment. The fourth one, this one, brain block. My mind can grasp it. That's what Solomon was saying. And it was concerning Christ. And we preach something on wedding days a lot of times and it's just wrong theology. We say one plus one equals one. We call it New Testament mathematics. It's not one plus one. It's one in one. For we are not added to Christ. We are in him. And it's, How do you expect Solomon to understand that? Cannot. With all he babes. No, he couldn't. That there's one in one. That's why I'm saying true wisdom is your ability to love one person a thousand ways. That's how Christ has loved us. One a thousand ways. For I have loved you with an everlasting love. And nothing shall be able to separate the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus. So Lord said, ah, this one. He over me. He off me. I cannot unravel this one because this is a mystery that is prepared for us. For he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, is it verse 20 or 30? Can we read this together? 1, 2, 3. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who to God is made unto wisdom. So you are now, you have the wisdom of God living inside of you. <laughs> Christ himself lives inside of you. On your seat, lay your hands on your heart and say, I don't lack wisdom. Because I have the wisdom of God. A greater than Solomon lives inside of me. Say it, say the greater than Solomon lives inside of me. I know what to do. I know how to navigate. I know what to say. Because the greater than Solomon lives inside of me. Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. In the name of Jesus. 
I hope with these few words of mine. Let me tell you the truth. If you can see Solomon anywhere he is now, he's giving us spiritual bombastic side eye. Like, how do you guys know this? And I don't know it. Why? A greater than Solomon is. Father, give me the wisdom of Solomon. Which wisdom? That he couldn't decode these things. Get born again. <laughs>